Welcome to CPAC Today in Politics. Coming up, after almost six months, Parliament resumes today. Traditional rules, Parliament can't do any business until it has a speaker in place, so that's job one uh, later this afternoon, and then all the attention will turn to um, the real first order of business will be you know, the speech from the throne uh, tomorrow, uh, delivered by uh, Governor General Mary May Simon in, in the Senate. With some Conservative MPs unvaccinated, will the House of Commons have hybrid sittings or meet only in person? Our position is crystal clear for many weeks on that. We want to have a sitting parliament. We want to have everybody in the House of Commons. We don't want to have a hybrid parliament. That was supposed to be to address uh, the, the specific situation of the pandemic. We realized that it was done correctly. For sure, we need that at that time. And what will be the dynamic? of this minority parliament. We're going to return to hold the government to account for the inflation crisis we're facing month after month, national unity crisis we're facing, and to make sure we show a professional approach to the pandemic and the return of parliament. It's Monday, November 22nd. I'm Mark Sutcliffe. Let's get right to the top political stories this morning. I'm joined by Peter Van Dusen, CPAC's executive producer and the host of Primetime Politics. Good morning, Peter. Morning, Mark. So Parliament resumes today, and we'll have a speech from the throne tomorrow. Um, and and this is the first time that parliamentarians are back together in a long time, many months, going back before the federal election, of course. Um, and there's so much going on. So let's break this down a little bit. First of all, just walk us through what's going to happen as Parliament resumes. Well, the first order of business uh, this afternoon will be the election of a speaker. There are five candidates. Um, uh, for Speaker, and, you know, uh, Anthony Rode is one of them, uh, the Liberal who was the Speaker in the last, uh, in the last uh, Parliament. So, I mean, he'd be the odds-on favorite. The job one is, you know, according to the, the traditional rules, Parliament can't do any business in, until it has a Speaker in place. So that's job one uh, later this afternoon, and then all the attention will turn to... Um, the real first order of business will be you know, the speech from the throne uh, tomorrow, uh, delivered by uh, Governor General Mary May Simon in, in the Senate. And I'm watching for, you know, uh, how ambitious that speech from the throne is. Well, it's going to be ambitious, they always are. But I'm, I'm really interested in looking at the kind of timetable uh, the government talks about in the speech from the throne and, and what it lays out in terms of its priorities uh, for for the days ahead, you know, it's going to be it's going to have loads of stuff in it. They always do, but I'm really going to be focused on what are the sort of you know key elements that the government says it thinks it can move through this minority parliament again in the next uh, couple of years. Yeah, and before we talk about the agenda and the dynamics around this minority parliament and and how much how much uh, room the Liberals might have to bring their agenda forward, given the dynamics uh, that exist. Uh, let's talk about the resumption of Parliament in the time of COVID. Um, there, is a, there is a Conservative MP who has tested positive for COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a Senator, Jose Forrest-Niesing, who has passed away tragically just after being discharged from the hospital where she had been fighting COVID-19. Um, and, and so, and of course, Aaron O'Toole as conservative leader has been, has been dealing with the issue of vaccination, uh, for several, well, basically since the end of the election campaign, if not right. before that. Um, so what do you, what are you expecting in terms of those particular dynamics? 
Yeah, I mean, set aside policy, set aside question periods, set aside debates. There's still a big cloud hanging over this 44th Parliament even before it gets underway, which is, uh, you know, exactly what what are the rules? What's it going to look like? So they, you know, they're they're still fighting it over or out over whether or not it should be a hybrid Parliament as it was uh, for you know most of the last sitting because of, because of the pandemic. Uh, conservatives are adamantly opposed to that. The Bloc Québécois is opposed to it. The Liberals and New Democrats would like to see uh, a hybrid parliament yet again, as you know, um, there continues to be. And the examples you've pointed out, uh, you know, the positive test for conserv- conservative MP uh, Richard Lahou and uh, the death of the of, of the senator um, still raises. It tells us COVID's still with us, and it's still around, and it's still affecting the way uh, parliamentarians might have to do their job. So, I mean, it's it's a particularly interesting position to me that the Conservatives are, are so opposed uh, to the notion of another hybrid sitting, uh, and look what's going to happen here. So they have a, an MP who's tested positive, and the public health rules and the city of Ottawa are such that if you're, you know, in most other places, if you are knowingly exposed to someone who's tested positive, you're supposed to isolate and you're not supposed to go to work if if you haven't been vaccinated. And there's still a question of exactly, you know, how many how many conservative MPs who were in the caucus meeting last week with Richard LaHou because he was there uh, were not vaccinated and were exposed to Mr. LaHou and will they have to stay away from Parliament uh, when it gets underway this afternoon, uh, you know, uh, because of those public health rules. So by insisting they don't want a hybrid parliament, they may in fact be, you know, uh, keeping some of their own members uh, away from uh, participating in, in parliament because they don't want a hybrid sitting. So they want everybody there in person. That issue is still to be uh, settled, and it will be, I think, in the days ahead. It could ultimately come down to a vote. Uh, in the House again, trying to uh, make the changes. Um, and so we'll see where that takes us, whether we end up with a parliament that uh, meets entirely in person or whether we end up with another hybrid parliament. Yeah. All right, let's turn to the business of that parliament, uh, whatever form it takes. Um, and and let's talk about where everyone stands and and um, and how much appetite there is for for uh, putting pressure on the Liberals, given that if you know it is a minority parliament, that means an election could be triggered at any time. But I don't think most of the opposition parties want another election right now uh, or anytime soon. So, how do you assess how much runway the Liberals are going to have? Well, I think, you know, the the job of the Conservatives is, is to oppose. So as the official opposition, they will uh, be in opposed mode. Uh, Jagmeet Singh, the NDP leaders, talked about, uh, you know, the fact he'll be looking for signs of, uh, of a willingness to cooperate. Uh, from the Liberals, he suggested that uh, you know the as as in the last Parliament, the New Democrats said, "Look, we're not going to we're not going to bring the government down." Period. During a pandemic, uh, that's not quite what the NDP is saying this time around. They're saying they they are prepared to vote against the government if 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 there are issues that come up that they feel. Uh, heard Canadians. So the dynamics changed a little bit, but it, it, you know, it'd be hard to think that uh, Conservatives would want to rush into a, another election anytime soon, given what's happening internally with, with that party and concerns and questions around Aaron O'Toole's leadership. So I, I think what I'll be watching is, is you 
you know, how touched on it earlier, how ambitiously the government moves ahead on some of these promises. You know, they promised eight bills in the first hundred days that largely were both flowing from election campaign promises. Um, you know, uh, more more targeted pandemic benefits legislation to protect front line health care workers from uh, harassment and, and intimidation during uh, during the pandemic. Uh, you know, bringing back the bill on conversion therapy, bills to regulate web giants, bill to fight online hate. And, you know, they're going to be, I think you'll hear this in the speech from the throne, uh, they're going to talk about how close they are to closing the loop on transformative uh, policies and the chief among those, the, you know, the national child care, $10 a day child care program, only Ontario and New Brunswick uh, are still, uh, have yet to sign deals with the federal government. Watch for language about accelerated action on climate change and reconciliation. Those are two big, big issues. Um, and I'll be watching to see exactly how quickly the liberals say they're going to move on those things. Because on some of those major social and transformative issues, they'll, they'll have a partner uh, in large measure in the Democrats and to some extent in the Bloc Québécois. They, they share a lot of the same you know, policy and platform ideas. So uh, depending on you know, you know, what, what things the Liberals put in the window first, uh, there's a chance that they'll move fairly speedily on a lot of these things with the cooperation of at least one other party in Parliament. Yeah. And it, it seems as though all the dynamics point to a, a progressive agenda, given what you just described, the, the potential to, to have the support of the the NDP and the Bloc Québécois, and also the fact that um, perhaps Justin Trudeau and his, his core team realize that um, that they have a limited amount of time to, to execute on, on whatever objectives they have, that they might be closer to their to the end of their time in office than the beginning, right? Yeah, certainly some of the key players, including the, including the Prime Minister. Um, you know, there's lots of talk. There will be lots of talk in this Parliament. Um, you know, as you see some of these bigger issues, uh, climate change, reconciliation, that have been, uh, you know, prom- you know, actions been promised on them for so long. Progress has been slow. Uh, and, you know, you hear lots of talk about uh, Justin Trudeau, notwithstanding the fact he recently said, sure, he's going to be around to fight the next election. Uh, that could easily change. So a lot of this, I think, will be about, uh, you know, legacy for this prime minister and the people around him. Uh, if, if, you know, if Justin Trudeau, you know, you know, isn't seeking re-election or is not the prime minister three or four years from now, he's going to be, want to be able to look back and say that the big ticket things he talked about to Canadians are well underway. Um, and if they're not, um, you know, that'll, that'll be a point of disappointment. All right, Peter. We are back after a long time away from from having six months, Mark. Almost yeah. six months. <laughs> so um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. It'll be it'll be good to see parliamentarians back in the house, and uh, and there'll be lots to talk about in the next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, we should also note that uh, expect in the first couple of days there'll be a continue to be a an urgent focus on uh, developments in, in in British Columbia and yeah. the government response to that. Uh, I think that we might even see a take note or emergency debate in the first few days of Parliament, uh, so that uh, they can show Canadians that uh, the national legislature is uh, seized with the crisis and, and moving on it. Yeah, great point. All right, thanks, Peter. Okay, Mark, take care. That's CPAC's Peter Van Dusen. Now, here's what political columnists and commentators are writing about today. In an editorial, the Toronto Sun argues Jagmeet Singh should avoid deals with Justin Trudeau. 
The Sun writes, While there are ways for the Liberals and NDP to cooperate, history shows it's a no-win proposition for any opposition party to form a coalition, formal or informal, to prop up a minority government. The opposition party ends up wearing the government's bad decisions, while the governing party takes credit for any of its successes. In a fleeting moment, liberal and NDP policies may meet on a Venn diagram of political expediency, but it won't be a lasting dynamic. At cbcnews.ca, Graham Thompson argues the political vultures are circling Jason Kenney. Thompson writes, There were so many elephants in the room at the UCP general meeting this weekend, it looked like a safari. They're eager to pick at the carcass of Alberta Premier Jason Kenney, even though the Premier is not politically dead. Not yet. But as the most unpopular Premier in the country, with a disapproval rating around 80%, he is most decidedly wounded. Time is something of a precious commodity for Kenney as the party ponders his future. In the Toronto Star, Supriya Devetti argues Canada is not prepared for emergencies. Devetti writes, Being prepared and listening to experts are qualities our leaders could use a little more of, which is why it was so refreshing to see the Liberals carve out emergency preparedness into its own standalone portfolio. Emergency preparedness minister Bill Blair will certainly have a lot of work to do to ensure that Canada is actually prepared for the emergencies we will be facing. Up till now, Canada has not given emergency preparedness the serious attention it deserves. Let's hope Minister Blair is ready for the gargantuan task that is before him. Now, here's what's coming up on today's political agenda. The Prime Minister will meet with the Premier of Nova Scotia. He will also attend the election of the Speaker of the House of Commons, along with Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland. And that's CPAC Today in Politics for Monday, November 22nd. Tune in to Primetime Politics tonight on CPAC for coverage of all the day's events. Our podcast returns tomorrow morning. Have a great day.